outside of Bethlehem echoed with the sound of angels singing, long before shepherds left their flocks to find a baby in a manger. The prophet Isaiah had foretold the miracle that would happen. He said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Every song we sing about his birth celebrates the name that means God with us. After a silence that lasted 400 years, it was a baby's cry from a manger that announced that heaven had sent help to all who would receive it. The long-promised Holy One of God had come to be our hope and our Messiah. 
The angel told the shepherds, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The world desperately needed saving then, and it still does. So the word Savior has moved hearts down from the centuries. 
In the early 1800s, a priest made it the refrain of a tender carol when he wrote, Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born.
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door, the gate, and the living water, the lion of the tribe of Judah and the lamb of God, and the light of our world, our great high priest and the good shepherd. He's the word made flesh and ultimately king of kings and lord of lords. All creation groans For a world in darkness Frozen like a stone Light is breaking In a stable for a throne And He shall reign Forevermore, forevermore And He shall reign forevermore forevermore unto us a child is born king of kings and lord of lords and he shall reign forevermore forevermore If I were a wise man, I would travel far. If I were a shepherd, I would do my part. But poor as I am, I will give to him my heart. And he shall reign forevermore forevermore and he shall reign forevermore forevermore unto us a child is born the king of kings and lord of lords and he shall reign forevermore forevermore here within a manger lies the one who made the starry skies this baby born for sacrifice christ the messiah into our hopes into our fears the savior of the world appears the promise of eternal years Christ the Messiah forevermore forevermore and he shall reign forevermore forevermore he shall reign forevermore forevermore and he shall reign forevermore forevermore unto us a child is born the king of kings and lord of lords and he shall reign forevermore forevermore he shall reign forevermore
the message of the angel to the shepherds hasn't changed. A savior has been born for us. We only need to fall and worship before him, trusting and receiving Jesus as Lord and King.
a sweeter name to the believer's ear than the name of Jesus? It's comfort and healing, glory and majesty. We sing it in praise and we whisper it in reverence. It's the name we lift up today and the one we'll worship forever.
Every Christmas is an opportunity to remember what happened that night long ago. But when the season ends, when the day is passed, when the decorations are stored away for another year, what we have because of Jesus our Messiah burns bright as ever. We can have peace with God because the newborn King became the Lamb of Atonement. We can have eternity with Him because the baby in the manger became the resurrection and the life. His coming is a message of heaven's glory for everyone.
take your Bibles, look in Isaiah chapter 9. Wasn't all this good this morning? Thank you, Brother Paul and choir for all the work. Y'all can stand back up like y'all hadn't been standing enough. The name of Jesus has been glorified in this place today. The reason of this season is not family, is not Christmas trees, is not lights nor presents, but it is the Son of God leaving heaven. Amen. And coming to dwell among men. What a blessing this morning. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for what we've heard. Thank you for these ladies and these men. Who have dedicated their time to exalt your holy name lord you're truly you truly are worthy to be exalted thank you for what we've seen this morning lord i pray that you'd move in this place today i pray a soul would be saved i pray that somebody would be changed by the message that your son came to this earth what a powerful sermon and what a powerful message that is lord open our hearts to it this morning give me power from on high. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to begin a series this morning that I will preach throughout the month of December. The series is, It's All in the Name. It's All in the Name. And I specifically want to talk about the name Wonderful. And I want you to understand that uh, in Isaiah the prophet did not say that Names. He said names, singular. And it blows my mind to realize that every single one of these names describes the attributes and characteristics of Jesus Christ. And he's not just all of these different things, but he's all of these things at the same time. To, for a God-man to be so big, to have all these characteristics and all these attributes, that he can be all of these things at one time absolutely blows my mind. But I want you to notice the very first name that he called the Messiah, and he called him Wonderful. In the Hebrew, that word means supernatural, extraordinary, glorious, and it even means secret. I want you to hold your finger there. And look in the, the book of Judges, chapter 13. Judges, chapter 13. Judges, chapter 13. And in verse 18. The Bible says here, And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? And so in the book of Judges, Manoah, Samuel uh, or excuse me, Samson's father is talking to the angel and the angel is giving him what's fixing to happen. And Manoah said, what is your name? And the angel said, the, my name is a secret. The only other time that the Hebrew word for wonderful is used is right here in the book of Judges. Two times this word is used and it means secret. It means so supernatural and so extraordinary that we fully cannot comprehend the grasp of who this is. And in reality today, lost humanity of who Jesus is, it is a secret to them. 
It is a secret to lost man who Jesus really is. Because he is so wonderful, he is so extraordinary, that their natural minds cannot comprehend fully who Jesus Christ is. In fact, the Bible said, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. You can never know fully the grasp of who Jesus Christ is. You know why? Because he was not just a man. He was a God-man. And this was not just any other ordinary Jewish little boy that was born into the world, but that truly this was the Son of the living God. And that everything about this God-man would be so wonderful that it set his life apart from any other life that has ever been lived. May I tell you, the life of Jesus is wonderful. The name of Jesus is wonderful. The message of Jesus is wonderful. It's extraordinary. It's supernatural. It's glorious. Folks, this is not a fairy tale. This is not something that a bunch of religious people got together one day and said, let's make this up. May I tell you that God came and dwelt among men, and He came and visited us from on high. And folks, that is wonderful. That is extraordinary. This isn't just any other day. This isn't just a common thing. This is something that should change us forevermore. He's wonderful. Notice number one, that He's wonderful in His birth. He's wonderful in His birth. John said in 1.14 that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so when Jesus was born, we know that He was born of a virgin. His birth is set apart from any birth that we've ever seen. The announcement of His birth is different than we ever seen. All of the circumstances is different than it's ever seen. May I tell you that the world has never been so affected by one birth than the birth of Jesus Christ. It's set apart. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary that He was born of a virgin woman, knowing that He did not come from the seed of man, but that He came from the very seed of God. If He was born of the seed of man, He would be born like me and you with sin. But this was no ordinary man. He would be called wonderful in His birth. And He came and dwelt among men, the humility that ought to be in our hearts and minds to know that God left the glories of heaven. He left the street of gold. He left the mansions. He left a place where there is no cancer. He left a place where there is no curse and no sickness and no death. And He came and He laid His glory to the side so that He could walk upon this earth and walk among men. Folks, that's wonderful. That's extraordinary. May I tell you today that the greatest news that I have to bring is that Jesus came and He dwelt among us. The God of heaven was... Hey, He's God. He didn't have to do this. He's up above everybody. But He made Himself low. Whew. And He came and He walked upon normal man. Whew. What a wonderful birth. 
Not only is he wonderful in birth, but he's wonderful in life. The Bible said that men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Every time he worked and he moved during his earthly ministry, his actions were different than any other man. His words were different than any other man. It said, For he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Who is this man? Who is this God-man? His speech is different. His walk is different. The way he carries himself is different. Who is this? This is wonderful. This is extraordinary. This is supernatural. This is not just another man. This is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, who came into this world and loved everybody that he came in contact with. He forgave everybody that ever did him wrong. He always turned the other cheek. He had compassion upon everybody that was hurting and in distress. He loved everybody whether they loved him back or not. Folks, that's wonderful. That's extraordinary. That's something you don't see anymore. This is a man that was moved with compassion. When he saw the hurt and the need of humanity, he was moved to the point and place that not only did he give us all he had in death, not only did he give us all he had in resurrection, but he gave all he had in his life. And everything that he did in this life was for you and for me and to fulfill the will of his Father that sent him. And that's wonderful. He never sinned. He never messed up. He always trusted his Father. He was faithful. He was loyal. He was dedicated. Folks, that's wonderful. That's extraordinary. Whew, and that's my Jesus. Isn't he good this morning? This isn't just any man. This isn't just any Jew. But truly this is the great I Am. Whew, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Not only is he wonderful in birth and life, but he's wonderful in death. Romans chapter 5. Romans has fallen out of my Bible. Here we go. In verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Folks, this is not ordinary. But God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me. Christ died for you. Christ died for the white man. Christ died for the black man. Christ died for the yellow man. He died for every person that's got a soul. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by what? The death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his 
life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Folks, it don't get no better than that. For when we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. Not only is he wonderful in birth and life, but folks, may I tell you that he's wonderful in death. Preacher, what, what makes his death so wonderful? Because we see the innocent for the guilty. We see the righteous for the unrighteous. We see the clean for the filthy. We see the Savior for the sinner. We see the King for the servant. Folks, this isn't ordinary that a man would come and willingly lay down his life. Why? Because he loved us. And because we're sinners and we were alienated from his Father and he came to this world and lived and died so that he could reconcile us, bring us back into fellowship with an almighty God. You know why his death is different? Because his death did what no other death could ever do. What no other animals could ever do. What no other lamb before this could ever do. It settled the sin debt that we had with the Father. Paid in full the debt that we owed. And as his blood spilt upon that cross, the blood was offered upon the mercy seat. And as God looked down as His Lamb, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world, He said, satisfied. Satisfied. You know why His death is not ordinary? Because His death did what no other death could do. It took away sin. It took away sin. Whew, that ought to make you want to shout right there. Redeems you. Forgives you. Cleans you. That's why his death is not ordinary. It's extraordinary. He's wonderful in his birth. He's wonderful in his life. He's wonderful in his death. And bless God, he's wonderful in resurrection. I want you to look in John 11. John 11. Brother Paul wants you to come. I want you to get ready. John 11. In verse 25, Lazarus has died. Jesus has showed up. Now we know that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. We live because he lived. We can be alive because he's alive. I want you to notice what he said in verse 25 and understand that Jesus is not the only person that's ever been resurrected before. But his resurrection was set apart from any other resurrection. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Men lived, they died. Few of them was resurrected, they died again. Jesus lived, he died. He rose again the third day. 
to live forevermore. So that you would never have to experience death. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to spend an eternity separated from a holy and righteous God. You can be saved today. You can live today. Folks, we're, we're not supposed to act like a bunch of dead people. We're not here at a funeral. We're here to celebrate the fact that we serve a risen Savior. Amen. And that His resurrection was different and extraordinary above any other resurrection. Because He lives, I can live. Amen. Because He lives, you can live. Amen. Because He lives forevermore, bless God, I'm not going to the grave. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to glory land. And there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. Because He done saved my soul. He has sealed me to the day of redemption. And He's the resurrection and the life. What did He close this with? Believest thou this? He's wonderful in His birth. He's wonderful in His life. He's wonderful in His death. He's wonderful in resurrection. But here's the question. Believest thou this? He went on a little further and he said, Mary, Martha, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. You say, preacher, you talk about this Jesus and I just don't see him the way you see him. Believest thou this? If thou shouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. You'll never know how wonderful he is. Do you believe in Him? I want to ask you this question. If you died today, where would you spend eternity? If the answer is, I don't know, you better take care of business. Amen. The answer is, hell, you need to take care of business. <clears throat> Let us introduce you to wonderful, extraordinary, supernatural, something above anything else nothing compares with what we got right here if you don't know him you need to know him today child of god when's the last time you fell at the altars said thank you for being so wonderful thank you for coming for me thank you for living for me and dying for me and thank you for coming again for me when's the last time you just fell with humility and just worship wonderful. Isn't he wonderful? It's all in the name. Man, what a wonderful Savior. Let's stand.